0: dive into the world of dance at the Victorian College of the Arts. Their program offers a unique blend of artistry, performance, and a choreographic practice within an inclusive environment. As an undergraduate student, you explore contemporary dance, physical theatre, ballet, urban dance, and more in a collaborative studio lab setting. At honours level, specialise in performance skills, choreographic practice, or dance research. Plus, benefit from the proximity of local choreographers and companies including Philip Adams, Stephanie Lay Company, Lucy Guerin, Chunky Move and Dance House. Through professional placements, their students have the opportunity to develop pathways for their future careers through these relationships and networks. Consider a variety of bachelor, master's and even doctorate programs available according to your needs. Join them and unleash your artistic potential at the Victorian College of the Arts. Learn more through the link in the descriptions below. That it's some sort of augmented universe or legion of AI taking over the world or something like that. Well, sorry to burst your bubble, but technology can really just exist in the form of a website. Hello and welcome to The Background Dancer. I'm your host, Jason Yup. Thank you for joining me with our community of passionate dance contributors from around the world and across different fields. In this weekly podcast, I offer educational conversations and insightful tips to help you better understand all things offstage about this curious art form. Hello and welcome back to another solo edition of the Background Dancer. It's been a while since I've done one like this, so it's really great to be back just speaking to you directly and so much to catch up on. But most of all, it is already the sixth month anniversary of the show, and we're at the midpoint of the content framework. So if you've been following the background dancer since the start. I've already envisioned 10 categories, major topics that we'll be talking about throughout this platform. So 10 categories, we're at the midpoint and I wanted to do something special by splitting them into half and doing a bonus content month instead. So the next month in August will be somewhat special, somewhat different than all the usual dance stuff and it's also just a perfect opportunity to give myself a little break <laughs> as as the whole world starts to reopen once again work is getting more and more hectic i think which is a great thing because i love being productive and i can now engage in all kinds of other projects that i've always had a passion in such as producing you know applying for grants and all this other stuff but of course the podcast and the background dancer community still remains One of my priorities, if not the priority. So this month is still the month of dance technology. And this episode really is sort of like a love letter to technology and my experiences of getting in touch with something like AI itself, right? And all the other types of technologies that we have not even spoken about yet, or that we're not going to speak about throughout this episode, and this episode is going to be quite cool because at the very end of it, I will be giving you my tips, my personal go-tos, recommendations for five types of technologies that you should have as a dancer, as an artist moving forward. So before we begin, I would just like to say like, thank you for hanging out with me throughout this entire six months. It's quite a milestone, I would say. I never thought that you know, I could get up to this point, really having the support, the listens, the downloads in that sense, you know, it's really motivating and all the wonderful, wonderful feedback that you have sent in as well. That really provides me with a real spring in my step every single day when I wake up and hold the mic in front of me. So without further ado, let me tell you a little story to get this episode started. Now, I've been vaccinated twice already, so that's wonderful, right? In Slovakia, in a foreign country, getting vaccinated twice with Pfizer. And one of the things that I have to do right now is to fiddle with this app called the European Green Pass app that allows me to have some sort of vaccination certificate so that I could travel around the continent, which I do intend to in the coming weeks. And maybe having the paper, sort of this documentation in Slovak is not enough. So having the Green Pass, it's more sort of a centralized app, a centralized hub of information and identification of who you are and what kind of vaccinations you had prior to traveling. Now, as I was trying to get this app, it was quite difficult to register and basically do all of the verification processes. And that really kind of, annoyed me because on the surface it did look like a very simple app plug and play just key in all the information and go but you know in truth it's not like that <laughs> so through this very small instance i had to learn how to remain patient and be creative as to how we could master something like technology and it's just once again a little app right a little app that can get on your nerves and i think This has probably happened to you on multiple occasions where you just get so annoyed with technology that you just cast it aside and move on with your life, being neglectful of what are some of the benefits that it could bring us. So speaking of technology, I do see technology as a dichotomy. It's both a friend or a foe. It's exciting yet encroaching in our lives. You could love it or you could hate it. Whatever the matter is, we do need to understand that this is completely necessary moving into the future. Tech is the future, whether you like it or not. Now, instead of being fearful of it, maybe we could take a step back and learn it and master it and accept it as part of our lives and part of something that could make our lives much more convenient, right? Now, regardless of using tech either for fun as a hobbyist or professionally like I am doing right now, we can derive lots of value from how it works and how it brings conveniences to our daily livelihoods. Almost everything that you look around right now does consist of some kind of technology, if you look at it at the granular level. Now, some people are better at software, some like hardware better, Some are much better with online applications, some with native program installed on your computers, some like desktop interfaces, while others like mobile interfaces. Now the list goes on and on and on, and it doesn't really matter at the end of the day because what we're grappling with is still a form of technology. So it did take me a while to delve deeper into tech myself, and like everything else, I did have a point of origin, and that was podcasting. Now, if you go back to episode 12, titled Podcasting for Dance, you would learn more about my experiences and why I think podcasting is so important for the dance community. But particularly right now as I speak, I believe that podcasting has opened the floodgates for my knowledge and my own encroachment into the industry of technology and the sector of And this entire vast ecosystem of what it could also do for other industries, such as dance and the performing arts. Now, apart from podcasting, I'm also building a brand. And the brand is The Background Dancer, right? Simple as that. Now, through such an act, I have had to deal with so many different types of technology. And only now, only through the act of podcasting, did I finally... Accept what it is that I finally found the joy in figuring out what this is all about. Now, of course, there's a lot of bureaucracy involved as well because when something doesn't work, you would have to email some people to resolve it. I get it. It's all quite normal. But at the end of the day, when you can master a technology and use it to your benefit, wow, actually, that is fantastic. (laughs) So, this is sort of my pitch to you as to just look around what is the closest technological device that you have or even an app and just look at it from a granular level once again. Have interest in it and try to pick it apart in your own simple ways. The most important thing though regarding this episode is to hammer home the idea that tech has changed the way I perceive value in what it means to be an artist the common popular notion of what tech may be to dancers or artists alike is virtual reality, multimedia presentations. That it's some sort of augmented universe or Legion of AI taking over the world or something like that. Well, sorry to burst your bubble, but technology can really just exist in the form of a website. Or even social media. Everybody's on social media. And learning how to use that app, Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, that in itself is already technology, right? It's just the way we perceive it. And truth to be told, sometimes not even the best art, not even the best art expressed from your body can reach an audience, right? Can touch an audience. And that is ultimately what we're trying to do, isn't that? We're trying to talk to the audience, and connect. But as I've already mentioned throughout my podcast, maybe we need other forms of communication. I've always proposed the idea of seeing dance as more of a medium rather than a product. And I see the same thing for technology. Technology is a communication tool. So look at technology differently, and then you'll be able to use technology differently. It's just common sense so let's take a little break here and when we come back i will give you my five not too many just five must-have apps or just let's say forms of technology that would help you as a dancer or an artist upscale and just live life much better ever wondered what creativity truly means well you should creativity is in everyone's hands which means you don't have to be a genius to be creative yes everyone has a certain level of creative capacity that just needs that bit of guidance to fulfill its truest potential so hop on over to apple Podcasts or spotify and give the creative club hosted by tony lee a listen to She talks to a whole host of artists and creatives about different creative processes, such as logo designing, dancing, and even inventing apps. Anything about creativity, she has a lot. And once you're over there, tell her that Jason sent you. I'm sure she would really appreciate it. So as I was saying earlier, I will be giving you my five personal tips five apps that I use or may not use at this point, five apps that have really helped me in terms of not just understanding technology, but also the entire arts ecosystem. And there are five very simple ones. They all exist either on mobile or on desktop. And it's really up to you because all these five apps, they serve very, very different purposes. Yeah. So let's get started. The first thing that I think all dancers should have to any degree is a video editing app. Now, this may not sound very surprising to you, but you'd be surprised once again that a lot of people still don't have such an app. Now, it doesn't matter whether you're using an app on computer. So it could be, for example, Adobe Premiere, which I use personally. It can be something like DaVinci Resolve, iMovie, uh, maybe not use windows movie maker anymore that's just yeah kind of kind of bad but everything else is kind of good like you know it could be paid it could be free my adobe premiere is just good enough to help me do tons of things at a very good standard at this point so i definitely recommend you to get at least one video editing app and if computers are not really your friend think about something on mobile so one that i would recommend is uh, magisto And that's really popular, really good to use. I don't use that though. I use uh, something called KineMaster. Yep. Um, And that's also on mobile, very easy to use. Uh, It's quite limited if you don't pay, but, you know, it gets things done. And, you know, for many people who live on social media as dancers, we do need something that helps us sort of refine and embellish our products and profile. So video editing app, this ties into everything else, such as social media, and even your professional profile. So have that one. The second thing is something called a link in bio. So once again, this is tied to social media where if you don't really have a website, it's completely fine. You would attach a link, sort of a URL link that will send people to a platform that basically contains all of your other links. So very much a central clickable platform. Many companies have provided such services. So if you heard of things like Linktree, that's great. Uh, Later.com does it as well. I do not use the link in bio though because I do have a website and I have two in fact. So I just kind of use my website depending on the product that I'm selling or presenting as the central platform. So for people who may be a little more scattered in their materials, so if you, for example, have a YouTube channel here pictures let's say and you don't really want to do a website because maintaining one is also quite difficult and you want to sort of focus on different things based on different priorities a link in bio is really good and there are a lot of link in bio services that are just free limited but free the third thing this could sound very obvious but as dancers you need to have shazam right like You know, have you ever just gone to a bar or, you know, a nightclub, whatever, and you hear a song and you go, oh my gosh, this is my next choreography, and you don't know what that song is. So Shazam is a music identifying app that really solves this problem because the technology behind it is incredible. It identifies music so accurately, so quickly, regardless of even if you're just a normal non-dancing person. Just It's mostly for music, of course. So yeah, catch the out. The fourth one is a little bit special now. This is a very different platform from what we're used to at this point in time. People have called it the Netflix of Arts. I personally have not subscribed to it, but I think that's just a matter of time because it is incredibly well done. And that service is called Marquee.tv. So M A R Q U e dot TV, Marquee TV. It's basically that. It's a Netflix for the arts. Yeah, so you probably already have Netflix or HBO Go or Amazon Prime, doesn't matter. This is primarily for the art. In fact, exclusively for dance, theater, opera, and even symphonies. So if you're into that kind of thing, which I think you are if you're listening to this, there is such a reservoir of materials there. And the most important thing is, it's all HD. They are under a huge parent company called Marquee Sports Network, so it's really great that you know somebody is investing in the arts in this way. So I highly recommend this one, just maybe for a weekend slouch on a couch and watch arts kind of app Marquee Now the final one that I want to recommend is is a little bit different because this is something that I think a lot of creatives on YouTube. And even podcasters are using right now, but you know when you talk to dancers than I have it's a little bit resistant, so you 've heard of things like patreon right patreon, GoFundMe, all these campaigns, all these apps that allow people to donate money to you or even to pledge specific amount of finances to you as a form of support or you know monetization like you're paying for a subscription let's say for a particular product. I highly recommend setting one up because it just allows people to contribute and you don't have to necessarily beg for it. Now, I know this is quite a taboo as a dancer. You don't want to beg for money. You don't want to feel like you're doing so. So just have one of these apps and just put it in whatever platform that you have. Could be a website, could be a LinkedIn bio once again. Make it accessible for people. And you never know out of the 8 billion in the world, who would want to actually contribute, right? So the one that I'm using is slightly new, but it's very compatible to my needs. And that's called buy me a coffee. So it's really smart because they turned this idea of donating money into just buying somebody a coffee, right? So on average, how much would a coffee cost? Three, four, but ultimately you're buying people coffee. So I believe, you know, and I've been part of this myself many times where we're much more willing to buy someone a coffee, a drink, rather than actually giving someone money outright. So buy me a coffee resolves that issue and it kills two birds with one stone because you can just buy one coffee, you can buy 60 coffees, or you can even have some sort of subscription plan where people can pledge to you on a much more long-term basis. But have one of these things, Patreon, Patreon, Buy me a coffee or even Kofi. These are the three that I recommend. And I promise you, there's no harm in trying. I myself have set up a buy me a coffee account. So, you know, if you like the content, shameless plug. Yeah, buy me a coffee. Simple as that, you know. You can only do it if you're in physical contact, right? But this allows people to do so via technology. So how cool is that? Yeah, so those are my five apps that I recommend. It is just a very simple packaging of what we should and could have as artists and as creatives. Find what's compatible to your needs and use it. Yeah. So before I go, though, I would love to also introduce to you next month's content will be kind of cool. Like I said, it's going to be the bonus content at the midpoint. And first one's going to be about careers. As you know, the background dancer is not just a podcast about dance, it's very much a career-oriented one as well. And the second in that month will be my experience participating in the Soulfest Virtual Arts Festival that happened in mid-June. It was organized by the All House Dance Collective, so stay tuned for that as well. That's going to be really cool, really exciting. It'll be my first time moderating sort of a roundtable speaking about various things regarding dance. So, thank you, thank you, thank you once again for your attention, your time, and your headspace. I look forward to coming back to another solo episode, one on one. (laughs) Have a great week ahead, have a great day, and I'll see you in the next one. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Be sure to subscribe, comment, and leave a review on your designated podcast and social media platforms. If you found this interesting or helpful, feel free to share with members of your community so that they too may connect with us in our quest to foreground dance in the background. I'm Jason Yup of The Background Dancer and as always, catch you next time. If you're listening to this, you are most definitely a dance enthusiast, maybe even one for dance science. Well, why not join the International Association for Dance, Medicine and Science, or IADMS for short, and become part of a global community dedicated to supporting dancers and performers worldwide, with active members from over 50 countries, including experts in dance, medicine and science, iAdams provides a diverse network of support and resources. As a member, you'll gain access to exclusive benefits such as discounts to year-round events, their vast collection of e-learning opportunities, and a subscription to the Journal of Dance Medicine and Science, amongst other incredible and unique offers. Join the mission for better outcomes and apply for an iAdams membership today. Click the link in the descriptions below for more info.